Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Catfish Weekly. This is Catfish Weekly 33. Um, we have with us Chuck Davidson, Lyle Stokes, myself, Chris Wallace, a.k.a. Fudd. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about tournament partners, things to consider. Um, this is a pretty lengthy subject. You know, I'm sure this is something that we're going to need to go over a few uh, a few episodes, and like most things, you know, doing a weekly show, we're going to go over things multiple times and things that we forgot we'll try to remember to put in the next episode. Uh, but this is the first, I think, that we're doing on this subject. So um, if there's something that we don't get that you'd like to talk about or you think's a good point or whatever, post it up on the Facebook page or group and let us know, and we'll try to remember to get it in the next time we, we talk about it. Um, I know... Uh, we all, I think a few of us fished some tournaments this weekend, and we could talk about that a little bit, and we're going to have uh, some of the top place, you know, first, second place uh, winners on the Big Rising Sun tournament on in the upcoming week or so, maybe week to two weeks. Um, so that's uh, all good stuff coming up, and um, I'll go ahead and hand it over to um, Lyle or Chuck, whoever wants to start us off talking about some tournament uh, partners. Yeah, go ahead, Lyle. You, you, you uh, got the. Well, you know, uh, tournament partners is something that that uh, come and go uh, as you get involved with it. A lot of guys uh, start out with one person, and next thing you know, for whatever reason, that falls apart, and uh, they get a new partner. And and uh, some people never stick with one exclusively. Um, I fish with Cindy. We've been fishing together for years and years and years, and uh, just it's it's a good work for us. But uh, you know, over the years, I've fished with Keith Atkinson and uh, <clears throat> several other guys. You know, just just a host of people. Chris uh, Cordia and J.D. Richardson. I fished with them guys, and and uh, we always had a good time. But uh, to find someone that's as interested in doing it as you are. And uh, it always seems like one guy is, is committed to making as many or all of them as they possibly can, and the other person uh, a lot of times is not. And, uh, you know, it, it costs a lot of money to do tournaments, and, and uh, some people can't afford to, to, uh, to, you know, to do their half. And one of the things that you have to understand is, is, is if you're going with someone in a boat, uh, and you don't have the boat, you guys, you got to share the cost of the fuel, you got to share the cost of, of the entry fees, you, you know, it, it's not a one-way street, and I think that's where a lot of people run into problems is uh, they figure that you're going anyhow, so uh, they just don't have to pitch in anything but the entry fee. Uh, uh, I've got a, a brother-in-law, Jay, him and I fished a tournament in St. Louis, so it's been several years ago now, and, and uh, you know, he did, we took my boat and, and uh, uh, we get down there and Jay paid the entry fee and I bought the gas and we split everything else right down the middle and, and I had a really, really good time. But uh, to find someone that that is committed, you know, we take tournament fishing very seriously and, and to find someone that's committed to do uh, all the stuff that you need to do is, is pretty tough. So if you find a good partner like that, and they're willing to share the expenses, you might want to consider hanging on to them if you get along real well. Uh, and that's another thing. Uh, uh, I know a couple of, of teams that have split due to the fact that 
sometimes both of them have a nice boat and they both want to take the boats and that doesn't work out or uh, one guy wants to fish shallow water and the other guy wants to fish deep water. There's a lot of variables uh, and you guys got to have a little give and take with that and um, uh, it, it's just kind of tough. It really is. Um, uh, Keith Atkins, Atkins and I fished a lot of tournaments together several years ago and, and uh, uh, it was right after <clears throat> I'd had so shoulder surgery and and I couldn't pull anchors and stuff. Of course, old Steve, uh, Keith, he's a great big old boy and uh, several years younger than me, and he done all the hard work and and uh, like that to keep me from 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 doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to do. And uh, to me, that was worth buying the gas for just so I didn't have to pull the anchors because I couldn't do it, you know. But uh, you know, he was very knowledgeable. We talked about where where or how we'd fish a spot or if we was going to drift or if we was going to anchor and. And uh, you know that that's you, you just gotta have somebody you can work with, and finding somebody like that that that'll put in the same effort is is kind of hard to find sometimes. I agree. I I mean, <laughs> I myself, I live in an area where I'm not close to a lot of good water. I mean, people like uh, myself, Jason Malone, Jason, you know, Jason and and he fish together. They're um, uncle and nephew, you know, family members both have a lot of the same similar interest, and it, it's awesome. You know, he, they uh, they have that. There's, you know, around me though. I mean, there's one of the things I have to look at is that I have three hours drive just about to any tournament I go to, and that's in you know a regular uh, trail for the Indiana Catfish Association. It's it's all almost two to three hours. Uh, if I want to go fish any big tournament on the Ohio River, the closest Ohio River for me is two and a half hours. Um, so it really does become a challenge to find somebody that that in this stretch, you know, in this area where I'm at, somebody that could help me with gas, you know, driving to the tournaments. Um, and, it, and then when you don't have that, you, you run across... Um, you know, if so, if you're meeting somebody there, like, well, that's what I'm doing this year. My partner now lives down south. A lot of the tournaments for him are not nearly as far as they are for me. So, I mean, is it equal? No, you know, but, you know, he's he's a really good guy. He's told me he understands um, how, how using my boat, you know, basically he it's not going to be a 50-50 split. He'll give, me, he'll give me more than the 50% if we win or anything like that. Um, not a lot of people are like that, you know. It's it's a real nice thing to see, especially when you when a lot of guys don't really understand the entire cost of what it takes to go do a tournament. I mean, there's boat insurance. There's when you blow a tire out, or when you mess your trailer up, or um, anything goes wrong with your boat. You know, a partner doesn't pay for that stuff. You do. That's right. Uh, and that's all. That's all very expensive. You know, most guys know the whole, um, you know, boat synonym or whatever stands for bust out another thousand. That's the most true thing I've ever heard before I bought a boat, and I and I learned it. You know, after getting one, uh, just about everything is expensive with a boat. So, well, a guy told me several years ago, and uh, a lot of years ago, he said that that. A boat is basically a hole in the water that you pour money into. <laughs> and there's some truth to that if you think about it. Yeah. 
And I and I know brown catfishing says he fixed that issue. He fishes with his wife. <coughs> I I actually that's the other you know sad part about that is is again you know that's for if you fish as many tournaments as I do, it's rough to pay for every. And that's kind of what I've done <laughs> in a lot of years. That's it's expensive to do all that stuff with your wife or yourself because you're covering the entire cost of gas, the entire entry, and I guess you got to win, <laughs> you know, that that helps, you know, to, to, to make it seem better, I guess, on the pocketbook, but uh, I'm, the past couple of years now, I know I'm not winning a ton, so, but I mean, I even think that even if you do win a lot, you know, catfishing isn't really there to where, you know, it's going to be anything that you can, you'd be lucky if you break even, I'd say. I agree, I agree. One, one of the things that, that, that you take into consideration when Cindy and I fish so much together, uh, it, it's like a mini vacation every time we go to a tournament. Last year especially, uh, we went all over the place and, and for several reasons, one reason being that we was trying to determine uh, how other tournaments was run and, and if we needed to change things or not. And we wanted to fish some of the other tournaments and we went to the Cats Incredible Tournament and, and uh, you know, we was up there four nights and and uh, 11 hour drive one way and uh, it does cost a lot of money to do those things. You got 200 and some dollars worth of entry fee in the two day tournament and $50 worth of gas both days and uh, you know on the way back we blowed a tire on the boat trailer and uh, the spare was iffy and we had to buy two new tires on the way back and, and that stuff all adds up but uh, to tell you the truth though you know and, and it's not a hundred percent in the boat when you're fishing with uh, your wife or, or a good partner that you fish with you, for a long time, simply because you are going to have issues to where you don't agree on things, and and you get a day when everything isn't going right, and you're going to be irritable, and or they are, or something, you know, and and uh, there's there's just things. But when you're spend 37 years with somebody, you get over those things, and and you just go on. But uh, it, you know, you got to. Uh, your entry fees and your your cost of, of, of fishing, uh, and if you go long distances, like I say, last year we fished eight states. Uh, you've got motel rooms nearly everywhere you go, and uh, you got to eat. You can only take so much stuff with you. Some of it you gotta you gotta eat out and, and do that do that thing because you just can't be without all that. But uh, it, it's very important to find a compatible person just because they got knowledge does not mean that it's going to be uh, a happy time every time you go out. I mean, it's just, just not. No. I, I, a couple things on that. I mean, I I've, I like fishing with a lot of different people. I mean, having somebody, and that's kind of the thing, is I, I feel like you can learn something from just about anyone. You know, it might be somebody that isn't, you know, it might be brand new, but yet they've done other tournaments or done other kind of fishing, and They'll bring something to the table you might not have ever expected. So, always, you know, be open-minded when you're when you take somebody as a partner. You know, think about what they're doing, what they're telling you, and and, and you know, see if it's something that you can, you know, if you can make work for what you're doing. And if and don't feel like you're, you know, the the end-all, be-all of what you're doing, and you can't learn anything from someone. I think that's a huge mistake. Oh, absolutely, and. And really, there's very few people that I've ever been in a boat with 
that I didn't learn something from. Yeah. And 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 honestly, I mean, people don't people don't always mesh together. I mean, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Um, I guess I I just say you know I I wouldn't be offended if if somebody didn't want to fish with me again. You know, and it's not. I know that I'm not a butthead in the boat. I know that I'm not bad, but maybe there's just the way that I do things and the way that they do things, and everything just doesn't work well as a team. And if that happens, you know, you just look for somebody else, and and you you should be able to talk to each other and let each other know, hey, you know, I just don't think I'm going to work out with you very well, and nothing wrong with you. I like you. You're great and all that, but if 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 you can't if you can't work as a team, really fishing is a, a team sport. I mean, there's times where having somebody who can, you know, once you get that relationship, having somebody who knows what you're doing, what you're going to do, that is a huge advantage in a tournament, in a fishing tournament. They might, you know, I mean, that can come down to your partner grabbing rods and, and lifting them up over you so you can fight a fish to the side of the boat and he can grab the net and, you know, whereas somebody that you, you just don't mesh well with, you know, they're sitting there watching you and, you know, trying to get a last puff of a cigarette in or, you know what I'm saying? There's there's things that people do that you're just like, well, it's, it's just probably not going to work for me. Well, and that's true. And, and one thing that I would add to that, and you and every I agree with everything you said, but I would add one thing. Um if you're going to go out with, with and try a different partner, uh, give them the benefit of the doubt and spend two or three days pre-fishing or, or if you, that doesn't work, give them the second chance because just because you had a rough day once doesn't mean that the second time uh, wouldn't be better and it would be a shame to miss a great fishing partner uh, just because of one bad day because I'm, I'm telling you, uh, when I have one of those days when it doesn't seem like anything in the world is going right, I'm pretty damn sure Cindy wants to throw me out of the boat because I get really irritable. And, and nothing always goes right. You're going to have this or that go wrong. But uh, when everything goes wrong, it, it kind of gets to me a little bit. And, and, and if you have one of those days and you've got somebody that you think is going to be a good partner, be sure and give them a second chance because, uh, you know, it may be you, it may be them, it may just be the day, and, and it can still work it to be something great. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, you can find a good partner and plan. And um, I, I, last year I planned on fishing two different tournaments um, up on the Tennessee River, North Alabama. Um, both times, uh, he called. One time he called the night before I was loaded up, ready to go. The second time at 3 a.m., both times saying something came up, he couldn't go. So, about 95% of it, you got to have somebody that uh, that's going to be very dependable. And you know, with me fishing with my woman, uh, I know she's going to be there. I can't keep her out of the boat, so. Um, I need four hands in my boat. Uh, it don't work if you got two captains. Um, I, I fish with friends that supposedly good catfishers and just fun fishing. Uh, there's there's uh, conflict sometimes on, you know, what we should do, uh, where we should fish, what we should use, where we should go. Uh, just imagine if a little bit of pressure's on at a tournament, what you know, how it could turn out. Well, here's another point, Chuck. Well, when when you and, and Leanne go, you know what 
what uh, equipment you're going to take, you know, everything that you need. And Cindy and I are the same way. When we crawl on that boat, we know where the net's at. We know she's got certain rods she wants to use. I've got certain rods I want to use. And and that's the difference when you get a, a, a partner that you're not really familiar with. I recommend letting them take what they want and don't just say, well, uh, I've got everything you need because just because you like it or it works for you does not mean it's going to work for them. Yeah, but also they got to uh, make sure that they have gear that is not a conflict with any any kind of uh, sponsorship or people that support you on your boat. You don't want a competitor's gear on your boat also. So if they don't understand that, um, that right there is a conflict in itself. Yeah, we, I have, we have, um, you know, me and Leanne, we, you know, everything comes out of one household. Um We've only fished four tournaments, two first place, two seconds. They hadn't been huge, but we're improving. Uh, but we can't hit the big tournaments because uh, we don't have anybody to split expenses with us. So we talked about it, and what we're going to do is uh, me and Leanne's going to fish together on all the uh, Alabama Catfish Trail tournaments, you know, $80, $100 entry fees. And I'm going to be partnering up with Daniel Parsons. Minhem's going to be hitting all the uh, national events that come close, the uh, pro shops, the uh, Cabela's and stuff that comes within uh, certain areas next year. Uh, that way I'll be able to go fish larger tournaments and I will have help with entries. But um, me and Leanne will still be fishing all of the Alabama Catfish Trail tournaments together and he'll be fishing with his wife on those tournaments. Well, and it, it does, it costs a lot of money to fish tournaments, and uh, if you're going any distance at all, like Chris was saying, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, as close as he's got, uh, uh, we have tournaments uh, closer than that to us that we can fish, but a lot of the, the, the bigger tournaments and, and the tournaments that we want to fish are an hour and a half to five or six hours, depending on what they are, and uh, some of the bigger tournaments I've backed away from in this because of of uh, things they've put in to where you have to join or this or that or for one reason or the other I've, I've not decided not to fish their tournaments and then uh, we've also next year we won't be fishing any of the Twisted Cat tournaments because it's just so hard that we can't run the tournaments and fish them both uh, you know we're leaving out an hour, an hour to an hour and a half after everybody else leaves and coming in an hour and a half to two hours early to get everything ready for weigh-in and uh, it's just, you know, all we're doing is basically donate money, although we have had some success doing that. It's just uh, it's just too much work to do it and run the tournaments and fish them. Uh, therefore, unless we find somebody to run the tournaments, we'll, we'll just be fishing the bigger events like Monsters and Cats Incredible and things like that. We'll be going out and doing those, and, and that way her and I can still fish the tournaments uh, together because that's what we want to do. I mean, we, we want to fish them together and... and uh, uh, as long as uh, you know, we're not kids anymore, so as long as we're able to do it, uh, we're going to continue fishing the tournaments together. And uh, if for some reason she doesn't want to go somewhere, and I do, I might fish with someone else, and, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we're me and Leanne still going to fish some, uh, you know, some big tournaments together. But um, you know, if if I say, hey, I want to fish this tournament bad, and uh, it's going to dip a little bit too in the too far in the pocketbook to uh, to do it. Uh, we'll be able to, you know, have the option to have another partner to go to help with expenses, which now I don't have that option. So, 
Well, you know, like Mar you Marsha Del Ohio. You should be closer to me. <laughs> but then he'd be farther from Wheeler. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I know there's big fish in Wheeler, but uh, I got St. Louis within an hour and a half, and I don't. I'm telling you, if if you want to get into them, that's where I'd be going. But if I was down there where he's at, I'd be going there. Yeah, the one of the fun, you know, one of the most true and funny things that I've seen on Facebook. When I seen this picture, I was like, man, it is so. It's you know, it's so true. It's uh, the picture of the. It says like forty thousand dollar boat, forty thousand dollar truck, uh, you know, five hundred dollars in entry and gas, all to win, you know, seven hundred fifty bucks at the local catfish tournament. It's <laughs> very, very true. It really is. Yeah, and that, and then even that's not getting all the expenses on everything. Well, and it's not like I like I was was talking about. I, I think when we figured it up uh, for us to run to the Cats Incredible Tournament last year. And I'm not not knocking any part of that trip because we absolutely had a blast. We got to spend a lot of good time with Brad Durick up there and uh, several of the other people that uh, we've, we've made some really good friends. We had a great time. The Red River is an awesome place to fish. Uh, but it cost us between $2,500 to $3,000 for that four-day trip with gas and expenses and everything up there. And, uh, you know, uh, when we go places like that, I'm not going to put – Cindy in a crap hole motel. We don't stay in the Taj Mahal, but we stay in a decent, nice place, and and uh, we eat in the boat, and we eat out at night, and different things. But uh, you know, we had a really, really good time going up there. Uh, it just fell on a day we couldn't do it this year, but uh, you know, and and going to the monsters of the Ohio is, you know, it, other than beating. Uh, uh, Janet Fox, so she has to wear that Cardinals cap. Uh, you know, we go down there even if we didn't fish, just because that is such a great place and so much fun. Uh, you know, a lot of times we go to these tournaments and stuff, and uh, you talk to Ron Workman and and some of them guys. Our motel room door basically stays open, and people run in and out of it all the time. And we're talking about fishing and rods and uh, bait and all kinds of crap, and might have an adult beverage or two, but. Uh, you know that's that's why we do this is because we enjoy it so much and uh, that monsters of the Ohio we was fortunate enough to to be camped next door last year to to Vince and and his fishing partner and uh, we got a big kick out of him going in his room and the air conditioner not being broken that that's why you do it the fishing and catching the fish and if you happen to hit a lick in a tournament once in a while that's a bonus uh, it's about having a good time and enjoying yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the whole uh, partner being, you know, understanding all the expense and everything. It really is a, a big deal. I mean, really, if if the, let's say for example, you're going out and you're uh, fishing for bait for a tournament, and you're going out and you're pre-fishing, and you're doing, you know, you got a partner or whatever who, you know, might. He, he's working or whatever it is and and but you're putting in the gas the time you know you're doing all the work you know you you put in let's say a hundred dollars for you know pre-fishing a tournament or or even more than that you know getting bait for it that's that's all part of that expense you know if he just shows up during tournament day and you guys place because you got you went out and caught all the bait you went and pre-fished you found the spots 
he just showed up and gave you half the entry fee. That really, you know, it's not fair to the guy. You know, it's not no. fair to him at all to get fifty percent of that that winning. You no, know? that's not that's not sharing the expense. That's just sharing the entry fee. Yeah, there there's a difference, and a lot of people don't understand that. But uh, you know, and you and and Chuck know as well as I do that uh, if you go out and you catch fresh bait, you're going to spend a bunch of money on gas. You may spend a half a day finding it. You burn through a lot of gas in a half a day, and you got to throw the net. You got you know all the stuff that you got to do to get that. Now, if you're using frozen bait or something, uh, or you can't find any bait, you always got to have backup and. Uh, if they don't bring anything to the table like that, then it's all on you. And if you either have the expense of getting them and and vacuum sealing and freezing them, or buying them vacuum sealed and frozen so you can keep them for extended periods of time, you know. And if they're not willing to pitch in on some of that or take that out of your winnings if you happen to win, then uh, you know uh, it's just uh, it's just not fair to the guy that operates the boat. No, nope. not I mean. For instance, every year I go to uh, Cumberland City, Tennessee for a skipjack. You know, that's that's part of my overall expense for a year. I mean, I'm not saying I, I you know, I, you know, whoever I fish with owes me money for it. But if we're using that skipjack that I that I spent, you know, three hundred dollars to drive to Tennessee and stay at a hotel and you know buy back uh, vacuum seal bags and and then brought home and spent you know eight hours sitting there vacuum sealing <laughs> skipjack and then I'm paying for my freezer to hold all the skipjack for a year, you know, or six months or however long. I mean, it is it is a lot of little stuff that things that add up. up. It does. It adds up. And, you know, I, I will mention one thing. Uh, every every uh, January 1st, uh, the Twisted Cat Outdoors, uh, there's a bunch of us that get together at Cumberland City, providing that they're running water through down there. And, and we have a little skipjack get-together and, uh, it's a lot of fun, but you know we're down there usually three days, and it's the same as at a tournament. You got the gas money, you got the hotel money, you got the eat. It costs a lot of money, and you can bring back a lot of skipjack. But again, that's a that's something that we do for fun, and and uh, we enjoy doing them skipjack. But uh, you know a lot of people won't fish with frozen skipjack. My success rate with them, I can't really tell a lot of difference between that and stuff that you just. Uh, pull out of the river. Maybe it maybe it is a little better. Maybe it isn't. I, you know, I've won a tournament here a while back on on uh, shad that had been froze for over a year. Nobody was catching anything, and that day that that's happened to be what they wanted. But you know, when you when you consider all the the cost that's going in there, uh, you know, your even the electricity that your freezer runs that that stuff all adds up. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I know that it, you know it's. I've got a good partner right now. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's someone that's gonna. You know, I think. I think he's not gonna do the same thing that we did this year. I'm pretty sure he said that. So I mean, something that I, you know, a lot of that. It, it's tough. You know, it's, like I said, it's tough to find somebody that is close that would work. It, it's tough to even find somebody that's far away and has. You know, they want to fish exactly the same things that you're you're wanting to fish. Um, you know, and and if you can find that. Like you were saying, you know, you gotta, you do have to work together and figure out, you know, if you can find one, you know, keep a hold of them. You know, don't just immediately if something didn't work out, you know, toss his butt. But explain everything to them. You know, if you let them know what's going on and they're all on the same page and and you feel like you can work out any issues you're gonna have, it's some, it's something that. 
don't think that they're, you know, a partner comes a dime a dozen because they ain't, a good partner is not uh, easy to find. And it's really not easy to find. It's not. And, you know, uh, John Nordyke and I fished a tournament in St. Louis earlier this year, and we happened to, to be fortunate enough to win that tournament. And uh, uh, we, I went down one day that week looking for bait, and, and we both had bait. And uh, then him and I went down the day before the tournament and done some more pre-fishing. Uh, and both days we found places that we decided what we was going to do. We, John and I had known each other since we was kids, and we made intelligent decision on uh, where to fish and how we was going to approach it. And, uh, you know, we set up and caught a couple of fish, and he said, you choose the next spot. Well, I moved over 50 yards. And, and immediately we was into fish again. You know, we done it that way all day. And that's the kind of things that you got to do to have a good partner. Now, John uh, has the best of everything. He's got a really new boat. He's got good equipment to fish with, and whatever he needs, he seems to be able to to, to purchase. And and you know, to the, for the most part, I try to do the same thing. If I if I'm finding something in need, we have the same equipment as far as electronics in our boat, so we both can get in the other's boat and and run those things and make it work. And uh, John is a great fishing partner, and if, if it wasn't, if I wasn't fishing with Cindy all the time, he's the kind of guy that I look for uh, in a fishing partner. He does really good. Uh, like I say, he's got good equipment. He keeps good stuff. Uh, when he when he goes and gets his bait, he takes care of it the way that I like mine taken care of. So we know that you know if I pick up something in his boat, it's like picking it up in mine. It's amazing. Uh, you know, that him and I can do so many things alike, and, and that's the kind of person that if I'm looking for a fishing partner that I'm, that I'm interested in trying to find. <clears throat> you know, Jason Mathena is another one I went with. Cindy and I went without with, with him uh, a week or two ago on a little excursion, and we didn't get into a lot of fish, but I could fish with Jason. He has things set up real nice in his boat. Brent Riddle would be another one. I'd love to go to a tournament sometime with Brent. Uh, Everything has got a place. He knows where it's going to be. He knows what it needs to be. He knows what he's got to do. And, uh, you know, he'd be a really good guy to fish a tournament with. Yeah. Um, I, some people might have seen, you know, like I, I, my partner accidentally uh, scheduled two different <coughs> tournaments on the same day as Monsters. He, ske he scheduled Monsters with me and a. Uh, I believe it's like a classic or a final points tournament for another trail that he was fishing. And, you know, I posted up on Facebook that I was looking for somebody to fish it with. Um, I believe I'm fishing it with, with Alex Nagy. I believe that's how he says his name, his, his last name, uh, Nagy or Nagy. Um, Alex Nagy, yeah. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to fish with him. I've talked to him a bit. You know, we talked a little Great bit. Job. Alex um, has done really well in some tournaments this year. He's... He's got a good good equipment. He, he he works really hard at doing the right things. Very successful and just a really good guy. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to fishing with him. Like I, I like fishing with new people. Um. You know for. You know, good or bad. You like Lyle said, just about anybody you go fishing with, you can learn something from. So, you know, I enjoy it. I really do. Plus, you know, it's just meeting another person. I, I enjoy meeting people, talking to them. Um. Seeing how they do things, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to fishing that monsters on the Ohio with him, and you know he he's, you know we've already talked a little bit about how he's how he fishes right now and how I fish, and you know we haven't set anything up on on a game plan or anything, but 
I don't think it'd be a problem. I'm, I'm normally pretty easy. If somebody wants to do something, we can try that. And then, you know, if that doesn't seem to be working, we can try something else that I want to do or whatever. So um, that's one That's one thing is to be open. As, as a, If it's your boat or not your boat, what doesn't really matter. Just, uh, you know, give the respect to the other guy you're fishing with, too. You know, if, if he wants to do something, try it. Even though you don't think it's going to work, you know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. You know, uh, you know, I, you talking about that. <clears throat> we was out one time. Uh, I was fishing, actually catching bait with another guy. Uh, him and I was going to go to the same tournament. We wasn't fishing together, but we went and got bait together. And uh, he had been to a tournament, and he went there three days before and hired a guide to take him out uh, three days before a tournament. So because he wasn't familiar with the water, and and uh, you know. I personally can't do that. I, I just can't do it. That the cost of doing that would would prohibit me from doing it. Uh, he ended up getting second or third in a big big tournament doing that. However, but uh, you know, there's some things that that some people are able to do that the rest of us cannot do, and that's something to take in consideration with your fishing partner. Also, he may or may not be able to do some of the stuff you do, or you may may or may not be able to do some of the things he wants to do, and and you always need to bear that in mind. Yeah, I I know I know me personally. Uh, I I I have a lot to learn in, in tournament catfishing. I mean, I I'd say that I've learned a lot in the in the four years that I've been doing it now. Um, but I, I'm I think that one of the best things that I do is is my basically my uh, my blog, which I haven't updated here lately, so it's a bad. Timing to mention it right now, but one of the best things that I do when I'm doing it correctly is basically run my blog as almost a personal diary for the tournaments that I fish, and using that um, to help myself remember the lesson I learned at every tournament. And and just about every tournament, I I do learn something. I learn that I you know if, if the weather's doing this, I should do this, or if I if I did this wrong and I know I did this wrong, try, try not to do that again because. You know, you're, like people say, your failures are, are what you learn from, and if you can't remember how you failed or what you learned from a, a, a certain place, then it's going to take you longer to, to figure out what you're doing wrong. So keeping a blog or a, a log of your uh, your trips and everything is is very helpful. Uh, well, I was, that was the point. The next thing I was going to say, do you guys actually keep a up-to-date log every time you go out? My Fud Goes Catfishing is supposed to be that, but I think I'm like six tournaments behind right now. <laughs> but but normally, you know, day in and day out, have you got a book or something that you write all your notes down from every trip? It's it's mine's normally my blog, and I'm I just late just lately this year I've been so busy and everything that I haven't been doing it as well as I should have. Um, what I'll do is I'll go back to it and then I'll post on the tournament date and then I'll try to recall what I learned right now, like when I actually get to doing it for uh, catching it up to now that's what I'll do is I'll have to just try to recall but normally I'll do it right away so that way it's fresh in my mind and I can remember what I learned and what I didn't learn but what that's about what I do. Do, you, do you keep a log? Yes I, I keep an Excel spreadsheet on my uh, computer. I try to keep in, um, you know, mostly. 
I'm really doing some research on pressure systems. So I'm trying to keep, um, you know, how long after a pressure system actually passes through um, to the time I'm fishing and what, what the fish are actually doing at that time. So I can try to pinpoint them because we've had two tournaments that we've had pressure systems that were moving through heavy about halfway through the tournament. I mean, the, the peak of the front. Uh, we actually did good from from me looking back at my notes and seeing what I've done uh, when the pressure system has come through before. Um, you know, I keep I keep what the pressure is, water temps. Um, you know, the the uh, outside temps. You know, what what bait I was using and the times and if there's some good um, good hours for a bite. You know, I I put uh, you know the times that I actually had the best bites, um, and that way I try to you know come up with patterns that way. We got a good question from Frank Neely. He said, "How much do you think the ability to read the water, rig, uh, catch bait, have boat control skills factor into partner choice?" Personally, I think a great deal. Uh, even now, with that said, understand that that Cindy does run the boat some. Uh, she does not run the trolling motor, uh, and I do all the bait cutting and and uh, and 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 doing that stuff. So, but I get you know I get a sandwiches fixed with clean hands, so I'm okay with that. But but you know uh, one of the things that I falter at, and I'll be the first to admit it, as bad as I hate to, is you know you always should ask your partner. Uh, their opinion of where to go and how to set up on stuff and there's been times when I've asked Cindy and then ignored her and later went to done exactly what she said and we started catching fish so uh, you know that's something that that you have to do uh, to be successful you got to be willing to try something different but uh, having someone that can help you even back in the boat in or the trailer in when you're loading a boat, and Cindy's getting really good at that. She does that, but any kind of help like that that you can get uh, takes a load off of you. The order you don't have to do that much. So if they can operate the boat while you're pulling up an anchor, or, or or setting up on fish, or if they can run the trolling motor on a drift, or or anything like that, is is a really big deal to me uh, in, in choice of partners. It definitely helps. I mean, that's one of the things, especially, I mean, if, if let's see, like for Monsters on the Ohio, you know, I said I needed a partner, and Alex Nagy has never been on this stretch of the river at all, you know. I mean, I, I decided to fish with him not, not because of necessarily his knowledge of that section of the river, but more that, you know, he, he is going to, he's got his own boat. He might be able to bring his boat, I think. I'm not sure what we're doing on boat wise, but um, you know he'll probably be able to get bait. He'll he'll be able to uh, um, help me backing up the boat. I mean, if I could afford it and everything, you know, I can take my wife with me, like I did at Rising Sun. She's getting good at at uh, like parking the boat in the trailer. She's not so she's not confident yet backing a trailer up, but. Uh, one of the new new additions to the Rising Sun, they put on the on the secondary. They got two ramps there. Um, the secondary ramp, they just added a dock, which makes life a whole lot easier for guys like myself who have to basically at the end of the tournament 
run to the dock, have your wife hold on to the boat so you can run and back the trailer down, you know, jump into the boat, have her jump into the truck and, you know, pull you out once you're, you got your boat trailered. So that's one of the things, I mean, it, every year I have to think about it. it. It's especially like Rising Sun being a two-day tournament. That's taxing. Everything you're doing is, is taxing on you. And, and, you know, if you're the one that is running the trolling motor, trailer in the boat, you know, throwing the anchor, pulling the anchor, um, you know, rigging the baits, rigging the poles, you have to do everything. It really, it can be a struggle and it can, it can wear on your, on your nerves. And, <laughs> well, and, and that's true. We had, you know, Cindy, like I say, she's getting really good at backing the trailer. Uh, in and some ramps are easier to back in than others, uh, but she does really well. Uh, you know, we was at the Monsters last year, and and the the traffic at that boat ramp is horrendous. You know, and, you know, we all know that. If you get that many people fishing together in a, uh, you know, everybody trying to take their boat in and out at the same time. She pulled me, she pulled the trailer out and parked it. Of course, they got guys that's guiding you. It's very well run. Uh, and, and that all went good. She goes down the dock, and I pick her up, and we're set and wait for launch. Well, we come in, uh, it's a whole different situation. you got four or five guys trying to back in at the same time. She's nervous as hell to start with because when she backs in, uh, we're at a ramp where there's no one around to rush her, and she backs it right in. But now, if you've got people waiting in line or somebody honking her horn, acting stupid, uh, she gets shook, and, and that's where she starts running the problem. So uh, at the Monsters last year, and this has happened at a lot of other places, uh, people help her, and Doc Lang happened to be there. He jumped in the boat, backed it in, and we was good to go. Uh, John King, Kelly Brockenfield uh, at uh, uh, Nauvoo, Illinois this year, uh, had a bunch of boats up there. She was getting the boat ready, couldn't get it lined up, and, and Kelly jumped in there and backed the boat in. Uh, the trailer in force, and, and that's the kind of people that we've got in our sport that, that does things like that. But, uh, you know, back in the trailer or running a trolling motor, any of that stuff, it is a repetitive thing. It takes practice. You just got to keep at it. Uh, and if you see somebody that's in there uh, that's inexperienced trying to back a, a trailer down, in the, down a ramp, don't sit there and blow your horn or yell at them. Let them get it done. They'll get it done a lot faster without the pressure on them than they are if somebody's trying to rush them. I agree. I think that my wife, I think it was two years ago, and it was part of the reason she didn't go with me last year. I believe she was at Rising Sun, and, you know, the guy that's directing cars to go down and park the, you know, or pull the trailers down and, and get boats launched and stuff, he yelled at her He yelled at her and was telling her to hurry, and, you know, she, she got really nerve-wracked, and she, she just yeah. got flustered and... and didn't like it at all. I think she ended up hitting somebody else's trailer, and and, and the next know. thing you know, they won't want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. She definitely, you know, and I, and I was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to push her on anything, you know. So, I don't think she went with me the following year. This was the first year I got her to go back with me. Um, and and most places it's good, you know, that that doesn't happen. And I know that, you know, the Rising Sun has a lot of boats, but the guy definitely shouldn't have been yelling at her, especially when he seen it was a woman, you know. Um, you know, I've seen women that can back trailers as well as men do, but yeah. for the most part, they just don't have to do it, and that's why they, they don't have the experience is because they don't have to. Somebody's doing it for them, and they're good with that, uh, but most of them with a little bit of practice can back in just as good as most men can. In fact, 
I know some women that can back in better than a lot of men can. Yeah. So the, especially if you're in a crowded parking lot. There's some guys that I know that I don't want them backing around me with a trailer. They just can't get it done. You know, and it has nothing to do with a male-female thing. It's lack of experience. Yeah, before we keep going on here, I'm going to... I want a couple things to say. I got to, uh, to call, uh, give a shout out to uh, some of the people that have been posting. Uh, I've been doing about five every show. I'm gonna do five again, um, and and this is basically going from I'm back dating it. So if if you posted recently, uh, you're not I'm not gonna be able to get to you right away, but I'll get to you soon enough. Um, I think Parlier, David, uh, Daniel Gonzalez, Nick Goodall, Adam Todd. And Chris Workman, they've all posted on Catfish Weekly on the Facebook page or Facebook group, uh, Facebook group. So uh, thank you very much for posting on the on the group and page. We really appreciate it. Keep doing it. Um, while I was at the Rising Sun tournament this weekend, I had a few guys come up and and say hello. Like I asked uh, on on uh, um, on the group, I believe I, I said if you see me, you know, come up and say hello. I believe Brian Johnson uh, was one, and his son. They came up, talked to me, and you know, t told me. Uh, first thing he said to me, I think, was "Stay out of my spot," and I got a little kick out of that. That was pretty funny. So, um, also, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, hey, you're telling a story. Yeah, I know. I'm Seth McAllister. Seth McAllister came up, said hello. Um, so. I really, uh, I really enjoyed meeting you guys. Uh, hopefully, I, I see you again at some more tournaments and stuff. And you come up, talk to me, say hello again. Um, hopefully, you did all right in the tournament. I know it was tough fishing out there, but uh, get get on the website, on the Facebook group, or whatever, and and let us know how you did and what you enjoyed about the tournament and all that kind of stuff. We we you know everybody would love to read about it, and maybe I can talk about it on one of the future shows we got going on. But uh, I don't think we're going to have a, a, any sort of giveaway this month. I know we missed last week for the holiday. Um, I think we're going to take this this uh, this month off for giveaways and probably do something next month, get something lined up for everybody to do a giveaway. But uh, I think um, that's all I had for that for the for that kind of stuff right there. I know that. Uh, we're going to try to get Casey Tudorow and John LeMaster. They got second place at Monsters on the Ohio. We're going to try to get them on next Monday. Um, oh, last year, you mean? What's they got that? second Monsters last year? No, no, not Monsters. Uh, Rising Sun this year. Okay. Rising Sun. They got second at Monsters. Casey is Casey's a, one of the probably in the top three cat fishermen in Indiana and one of the one of the best around the country, I'd say. I mean, he's a very him and his partner John uh, Lamaster are very good fishermen. So um, it'll be an interesting show to hear what they have to say. Uh, you're, if you don't know who they are, you're 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 gonna know who they are. I mean, they're they're gonna be around doing good in a lot of tournaments, and they're consistent. You know, they're consistent in the ICA. They're consistent, you know, placing in the top five or so in Monsters and Rising Sun. Rising Sun had 142 or 143 boats. And they got second place, and I believe they got in the top five or so last year. I mean, they they're very good fishermen. They are very good fishermen. So well, you know, 
and, and I had the chance of meeting them guys last year down to Monster, Ohio. And and what makes a, a team like that stand out above the rest? Whether and, and and it just goes to show you're talking about Casey and, and John and and uh, you know it doesn't matter if it would be uh, the Massagill brothers. Those are genuine good people. They they walk up to you and they talk to you like. Uh, they've known you their whole life, and, and they treat you with respect, and that's all they ask in return. And, and those are the kind of people that makes our sport so great. Yeah, and they're young. And Johnny and Casey Tudorow, Johnny Lamaster, Casey Tudorow, I believe they're, you know, they're in their early or mid twenties, so they're still young. I mean, they're going to be. You're going to see them for a long time to come. And you know, I, I talked to him a little bit. I'm hoping that I can, I can get out and fish with him a little bit and learn some things from him. I, I'd love to, and I know. You know, we've made plans, too, and all that. But, yeah, they're going to be on the show next week. Um, I believe the guy who the guy who won it and, and maybe his partner. Um, let's see. I'll tell you their names. I, it's Matt Beckdolt and Jeff Iyer, I believe, are who, uh, you know, they got first place in the, in the Rising Sun, like I said, with 143 boats, two-day tournament. Day one, they weighed in, I think, 87 pounds or something along that lines, and then day two, they weighed in 90, 95 pounds or something, um, and that, you know, that's five fish limit. That's, compared to the rest of the field, that was, you know, that was a really good weigh-in. Uh, they did a good job, um, you know, that for, for that pool, that's that's really good. I know a lot of boats in that tournament were weighing in, under 20 pounds a day, if that. I believe you could have got in the money, you could have got in the top 25 out of 143 boats if you had 30 pounds each day. Maybe even 25 pounds or so each day. I, I think I think the last 25th place was something like uh, 55, 60 pounds. So, I mean, that's that shows how the commercial fishing, and, the, and you hear us talk about the commercial fishing. I'm trying not to get on it. You know, we try not to... to harp on that every single show but the rising sun tournament it's a great tournament has a lot of boats um has a few things that i wish they'd change up a little bit like the weigh in uh and i've heard some you know people in the line didn't really care for the uh putting your number in in the uh fish uh landing net uh, you know when you when you come in you have to basically run your boat right up next to another guy's boat and throw your number in a fish net and as soon as uh time is up he takes his boat in if you don't got your number in that net you know you're you're out but i i think that you know they should you know there's, there's other things they could do that to that change that up but it's a great tournament um for that stretch of river that's the main stretch of river that is closest to ohio where a lot of the uh pay lake owners and and commercial fishermen hit really hard for and they're still hitting it very hard to this day um for uh, commercial fishing and taking them pay ponds and things like that, so um, that stretch of pool is absolutely the worst. I mean, if you go upriver, uh, good ways or downriver, it gets a little better, progressively better either way. But that's I consider almost that's the dead zone almost. I mean, it's really a really hard hit section of river by commercial fishermen. So uh, not only that, a lot of it's, it's a lot of. Uh, recreational fishermen as well so but um yeah we got we got those two guests coming up here shortly um probably some other people coming on in the next 
month or so. Um, I have had a lot of people ask me about Catfish Pro, um, the wet the forums. I I haven't heard from Josh. I don't I don't know what's going on. Last I heard was from a friend of his that the uh, website something got messed up in the files and I that you know they wasn't able to get it fixed or isn't able to get it fixed or or whatnot. I really I don't know that Josh is okay or anything. I've sent him a text message. I've I've called him if anybody really gets a hold of him or talks to him and has any more information, you know, that'd be great. I know a lot there's a lot of good information on Catfishing Pro, the forum. There's a lot of good people. They'd like to see the forum back up and running. Um, you know, as as would I. So if you know anything, let us know. If you can get a hold of him, let it you know, get a hold of me. I'd appreciate it. But um anything else that we got on or you think that's pretty good for the subject of the night? No, we can go on for hours. It makes no difference to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I just got to go back to work when we're done. <clears throat> yeah. Chuck Breedlove, yeah. Chuck Breedlove and uh, James Holcomb, they're both really good anglers as well. I mean, I'm not I'm not knocking anybody when I'm just mentioning the guys that I mentioned. There's, there's a lot of good guys, a lot of good fishermen out there. Um, I, you know, I hope to fish with a lot of them. I hope to, I hope that I can learn a lot of stuff from them and, and be up there and be considered amongst them at some point. I know that I'm not there yet, you know, but I'm, I'm putting the effort in. I'm putting the time in. I'm fishing a lot of tournaments. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get up there and, and, and be a competitor as well. So, well, you know, Chuck's another one that I met last year at the Monsters, the Ohio, come up and spent <clears throat> several minutes with visiting with me about, fishing and rods and different things just an outstanding young man and uh, you know I hope he's down there this year and I hope he comes back around because you know when, when you're talking about the tournaments like the Rising Sun or the Monsters of the Ohio or, or the big tournaments like that that we go to uh, you know I'll forget somebody you know and if they come up to me I'm happy to visit with them but they may have to remind me who they was because you know it's been a year since I've seen them guys and and I may not be able to put a, a name to the face or, uh, you know, if they talk about something we've talked about, I, you know, I'll remember that. But uh, it's, it's really hard to, to remember all of them. But like I, like I was saying earlier, it's so much fun going to them tournaments and, and visiting with them people. And, and uh, Chuck was, you know, he stuck in my mind, as did Casey, because they were so, so uh, down to earth and, and easy to visit with. And, and it's really enjoyable visiting with people like that. As you know, I just like talking to Jeff Dodd or Daryl, Jason Maskill or Brent or, or any of them guys. You know, they're so so easy to get along with and and uh, very knowledgeable folks. And uh, anytime we can get some uh, somebody like that on the show, it'll be beneficial to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, that was one. That was one topic that I, I just wanted to touch on, and Lyle brought it up today when we was talking discussion. Um, uh, pick how to pick what tournament to fish at what time, especially when you have multiple ones zone in the same weekend. That is a very hard, some very hard decisions right there. Um, you know, especially between teammates to to try to make the decision and and budget to you know to which one's going to fit them the best. <laughs> well, you know, and and uh, we all have. It doesn't matter uh, who you're fishing with or or how much funding you have, there is a limit. 
to every everybody's got a limit of what they can spend. It doesn't matter who it is, and uh, you know. We've been to a lot of the tournaments over the years in uh, different areas, and and uh, at the beginning of the year, we make out a list of the places we're going to go, definitely. And if we're able to go somewhere else, uh, then that's okay because we know we're still going to have a good time. But, you know, the first the first thing that went on our list this year was going to Owensboro because we had such a good time down there. And uh, it didn't work out where we could go back up to, to Grand Forks, but, you know, it doesn't always – it doesn't always, but there's a lot of weekends uh, that there'll be a tournament in the Kansas City area, one in the St. Louis area, uh, one somewhere else that we want to go to. And it, it's not always about how big the payout is. A lot of times, to me, it's about how good the fishing is and whether people you know have been catching fish or not. Yeah. Yeah, and if it if it's somewhere that you've been wanting to fish and just has have never had a chance to go or haven't been in a while, it really gives you a reason to go. Absolutely. And, yes, it, I mean that's all everybody needs is a reason. And if somebody <laughs> throws a tournament, there's your reason, and uh, you get to go fish. Yes, I mean when for example, again when uh, you know I talked with Alex a little bit about fishing with him, you know. I asked him who his sponsors were. You got, you do have to keep in mind, um, you know, sometimes you can fish with uh, competitive sponsor, you know, things. Um, you might want to let your sponsor know that you're planning on doing it. Make sure they don't have a huge problem with it. But uh, you do want to respect your sponsors. If they're helping you out in any way, you want to make sure that if you're planning on doing something else with some competitive product that they know about it or... You know, you and the person you're you're going to be partnered with can figure something out to where you're, you know you're both happy. Like I, I talked to Alex, um, he has you know monster rod holders on his boat. You know, I fish with plenty of people with monster rod holders on their boat. I'm sponsored by Driftmaster. When I, when I fish a tournament, I'd like to have you know my Driftmasters on my boat or be fishing with somebody with Driftmasters because I'm sponsored by them. You know, I wanna I want to make them you know look good and I wanna I wanna be supportive of them. So. Um, you know, I talked with him a little bit. He's not sponsored by Monster, just has him on his boat. He said, you know, we can take him off and throw the Driftmasters on. I don't care. He's real open with that. Um, I, another thing I was gonna I was gonna mention, you know, real quick too was that I forgot about was that you know if you're a partner of somebody that your partner is the one bringing the boat and he might be doing a lot of the pre-fishing or whatever. Um, you know, just doing something as small as going out and a few nights a week and catching bluegill or catching some bait, you know, that would help out. Um, that's something that you can do that, you know, helps offset a little bit of cost for him. Uh, gives you some more options for bait if, if you can go do something that he's not going to be able to get done. Um, just think about something like that. And, you know, or if you have to, if you're planning on buying bait, you go buy it, you know. Um, pretty much. You know, the bait thing is a lot of partners I've seen where part of the deal is, you know, you pay uh, you pay half the entry fee and you bring bait. And, and I've even heard about a lot of partners that, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to get bait, I'm going to get bait, and come tournament day, oh, I couldn't get no bait. And they waited till the day before to try to get some. And, you know, that's not helping your partner. That's that's kind of screwing your partner over. you got to think about, you know, if you say you're going to be bringing the bait, as a partner, and that's what you know, part of your job, really. Then 
don't wait till the last minute and then just say, you know, go spend 20 minutes trying to catch them and say you can't catch any. So. Yeah, well, and it, never, never take nobody's word that, uh, you know, they're going to bring you bait to the tournament because anything could happen and that them not be able to show up and then you're going to be there launching and had to spend most of your morning throwing a net or uh, trying to catch bluegills or whatever instead of fishing because I've heard that happen quite a few times, uh, people getting to the tournament and the people who were supposed to have had their bait, uh, something happens where they didn't get it. Well, i got to tell you, if they wait till, till launch time before they tell me that they don't have bait and they were supposed to have bait, of course, I would have some with me. I, I, I just can't imagine leaving the house without it. But if it got down to the launch in the boat and I ain't got no bait, they probably ain't going to fish with me again. You know, yeah. that, that in itself would, would set me on fire. Right. Jason, Malone, Jason Malone says, I think the non-boat owner should have to clean the boat afterwards. <laughs> hey, I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, and the bait coolers. Hey, you know that's another expense. You know, if you take your, if you clean your boat, I can't say that I, I've been real great at that this year. But you know, taking your boat to the car wash or whatever, that's another thing. You know, that it adds up. And it does, you know, and and if you don't have in in my town, um, they built a few a new lake here, a reservoir, a few years ago, and. The cost of water around here—it's a lot cheaper to go to the to the car wash and spend uh, ten bucks than it is to buy pay your water bill at the end of the month. Yeah, my boat—I think if I if I just let, keep going the way I'm going right now, by the end of the year, it's going to look like a fiberglass sparkly boat with all the shad scales on. No. <laughs> 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 And it's not. It's an aluminum boat, by the way. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I think we're good for the night. I think we can go ahead and start our closing statements. Um, if anybody in chat has anything that they want to talk about, you know, you can mention it right now, and we can we can try to fit it in in between a closing statement or not here. And and uh, or if you got a question or anything, just post it up. We'll try to get it answered before we close out the show. But um, Chuck, if you want to start it out. No, I'm good. Uh, we, we, our tournament's about uh, six weeks out, um, but we're probably going to be changing launch locations and stuff. So, um, you know, I, I'll put that information out next week or two. Okay. You want to you want to thank any of your sponsors or anything? I know we don't we don't do that all the time, but you know, we got a oh, show. Yeah. We, might, we might as well give our sponsors a shout out. Yeah, well, well, you know, when I first started catfishing, you know, it was mostly, you know, for trophy hunting, you know, and, um, you know, being on all these forums and stuff, you know, the first guys I started talking to was Lyle and uh, Big Dave, and, you know, they, they're they just one of the regular catfishermen, you know, no better than anybody else, do anything for you, um, help you out any way they can from the start. They said, hey, if you ever start, you know, want to start tournament catfishing, we think you do okay, and uh, we're going to be right behind you and support you. So I really didn't even have to try to go after and, uh, you know, ask people if they wanted to sponsor me. All I had to say is, uh, you know, when you're going to send me a jersey and, you know, 
that I had instant support. So, you know, get in with these guys that, um, you know, that have these companies that, you know, build these rods. Um, you know, they're, they're just like everybody else. They, they watch Facebook. They see what everybody's doing. Um, you never know. You send them a, a message and say, hey, um, do you mind if um, I get one of your jerseys this year and slap a sticker on your boat and uh, sell some rods for you or some merchandise for you or whatever? You'll be surprised if they say, um, that would be great. I, I was waiting on you to ask. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised who, who watches and sees what fish you catch. Uh, how you keep yourself on these social sites, um, you know, they can actually tell um, if you will be able to, um, you know, sell sell equipment for them, you know, help push their stuff, you know, promote their, their items for them. So, um, you know, Black Horse Rods and Lyle, they've done a lot for us. They really build some good equipment. Um, you know, Leanne loves hers. I, Leanne was using some rods at first that I had, and it was killing her back. And I called Lyle. I said, "Look, I need you to build a rod for Leanne because I want to get her on a big fish, and I need a rod that's going to handle the the uh, the impact for her, that she can get it in." And he gave me exactly what I wanted. And uh, you know, bottom dwellers tackle. Uh, there's no use in for me even trying to find any other, you know, most equipment anywhere else because he's always got, you know, pretty much the best prices around. I would just uh, go to his website, see what I needed, you know, place my order and get them. Um, I hooked up uh, with the Lumacraft boats. They got with me, and uh, I was posted on their Lumacraft page, and they said that they would like to start getting into uh, – trying to build a catfish boat and next thing I know I was on a three-hour conference call with them and they were um, you know picking my brain wanting to know uh, what I wanted in a catfish boat and what my favorite catfish boat would be and uh, they told me that I would have a chance to uh, you know to support one of their boats uh, when they would finally get around to getting one they've been really busy but uh, they asked me since I already owned a Lumacraft would I mind uh, wearing their jersey if they sent me a jersey and I told them I'd have to have my other guys on there with it they said no problem I sent them graphics they put my sponsors on their jersey and sent me a, a wardrobe of clothes and uh, the guys at Lumacraft are some really great picture and hopefully they'll get the things in the works pretty soon and um, you know <laughs> wild just seen that <laughs> The, the, I've been you know, watching the ball game. I'm sorry. <laughs> the the Driftmaster rod holders, man, you can't ask for no better. You, I mean, just slap that rod out of them rod holders. I mean, nothing to get in the way. I've never had a problem getting the load up off. Um, I just, I mean, I was using all this equipment before I got sponsored by them. You know, I tr truly believe in it, and that's why I use it. Um, I'm glad they all believe in me, and I'm gonna give it 100% to. Uh, the, and you know, Leanne gives it 100%. She, um, yes, they, they, they believe in her. I guess she thinks so. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, I've I said enough. All right. Uh, wow. Well.
Well, you know, I, I got a good shout out to Driftmaster Rod Horrors. I mean, uh, I've used everything in the world, tried everything in the world, and I, you know, it's not that some of the other companies don't make a good product. The way I fish and what that what we do, there's nothing that compares to them. I, I just, you know, like I say, I've got a, a stack of the of other rod holders out in the garage, and and I use some of them for a long time, and and uh, different different companies, not just two or three different companies actually, and and uh, for what I do, there there's no comparison in quality, and and like Chuck was saying, the way the rods come in and out. Um, Cat River anchors. I don't care what anchor you're using. There's not a better anchor on the market. Um, they're they're absolutely the best I ever ever used, and and uh, they support not only Cindy and I. They support Twisted Cat Outdoors and a lot of other tournaments. Uh, really good product. Um, Whiskerwear Apparel. Uh, can't thank Rob enough for everything he does for catfishing. Not just Cindy and I, but he helped us out on the Catfish Weekly show. Uh, you know, he, he supports a lot of other people. He does a lot for Cat Outdoors and other tournaments. And a, a really genuine guy that, that that's in in catfishing for all the right reasons. Uh, this, you know, that's the kind of stuff that the the companies that, that we all look for and, and try to be a part with, and, and they're just really good people. And... Uh, you know, I, I wanted to, to let remind everybody that uh, <clears throat> the 20th of September, uh, Quincy, Illinois, will be the final year in the final tournament to qualify this year for Twisted Cat Outdoors. We'll be launching out of uh, Southside Boat Club at uh, seven o'clock. So either get your entries in before then, or be there early to sign up. Uh, Way it'll be at three o'clock. Entry fees a hundred dollars. Uh, it's a really good place to fish. Uh, you got two or three dams right there within boating distance, and there's always fish somewhere around up there. Uh, it's good fish at that time of the year, so it should be plenty of bait. Uh, come join us, and, and uh, we'll get all the information up for the last tournament uh, here before long. That's about it for me. All right. Um, as for my sponsors, uh, Mincota, Humminbird, Johnson Outdoors, Lake Master, um, all, all them, you know, I just recently got on with them this year. Um, I really appreciate everything that they're doing for me, and and hopefully I'm doing a lot for them. Hopefully helping them out quite a bit. They have a lot of the a, a lot of great products. I mean, every you know everybody out there is almost using the iPilot, so uh, that lets you know they're doing something right. You know, with their products and everything. Hopefully we'll have uh, one of the um, staff for for Johnson Outdoors on the show here shortly. Uh, I've I got it confirmed with him that he'd do it. It's just nailing down a date. Um, they're pretty busy. So um, besides that, Lyle, Black Horse Custom Rods, best best rod out there. And custom or, you know, factory production rod. That's, you know, there ain't no factory production rod that even compares to them. I mean, you put one of those in your hand, you fish with it, you'll never want to use another rod again. <laughs> That's all I could say. You know, unless you're like me, unless you like to just throw them in the river, but just don't do that. Don't do that, though. <laughs> but uh, besides that, I got a Drift, Drift Master as well, Bottom Dwellers Tackle. Um, uh, yeah, my shoe sponsor, Jason Malone, sent me the shoes. 
Thank you, Jason. <laughs> um, uh, Delaware Propeller, uh, also very good. One of the one of the only places around here that will actually refurbish a propeller for for you. Um, normally about half the cost uh, as you know buying a new propeller. So Delaware Propeller in Muncie, Indiana. Look them up if you need a propeller fixed. You can mail it to them. They'll mail it back. Um, you know it's it's a really good uh, business as well. And like they said, you know, bottom dwellers and driftmaster, you know, that's that's our preference. That's what we like to use. It's something that we used before we were sponsored by them, and and uh, you know, that's what I'm going to continue to use, I believe. So, um, I don't CF Pro and Midwest Trophy mounts, with which, which is Josh, and I don't know if for sure that Josh is still doing the Midwest Trophy mounts, but um, you know, he he's you know them blue replicas and channel cat replicas and stuff. There's not a lot of guys doing those that make them look good. Uh, he does. They look they look really nice. If you haven't seen one, go check it out. I think it's MidwestTrophies.com. Uh, so um, before we close out, I, I want again tell everybody that you know we don't always talk about our sponsors on the show. We just did it tonight, and and every once in a while we will. And even though that you know we're all sponsored by these companies, uh, the show itself isn't sponsored by these companies it's pretty much if you want to if you want to get an advertisement or do a giveaway or whatever um, we're open to any company or product as long as it's uh, not a, not a scam or ripoff or anything like that if we feel it's a, a decent product that people are going to benefit from we don't mind having you as a sponsor on the show to do a giveaway or something like that uh, but but we're not uh, we're not dictating the show anyway you know we're doing this on our own free will for what we enjoy doing and spreading the joy of catfishing and and the knowledge and helping people get better at catching some fish and and uh, just having a good time. So we're really just doing this for the for the fun of it and the enjoyment of it ourselves. Um, we really like interacting with everybody. We enjoy the way we've got the format of the show. We're constantly working to make it a better show. Um, doing the live chat and everything during the show is working out pretty good. Maybe we'll try some other things maybe do the where you could possibly join in on the on the video cams here and, during the show and maybe talk a little bit and you know that's stuff that we're going to work out and and be testing and working with for the future but for now this is the way we're doing it and it's working out good so thank you to everybody that's watching the show um we really appreciate it we really like it that you're watching the show that you that you're appreciating what we're doing um we are, I think we're what 30, 33 episodes in now. So we're, you know, we're sticking with this. We didn't just come by and start it and not really stick with it and and keep it going. I think we're going to have a long time ahead of us to keep it going. Uh, we're, we feel like we're all working well together and we're having fun doing it. So. In Monsters of the Ohio, we're going to try to do three three consecutive days there. Um, Probably Thursday night, Friday night, and after the tournament on Saturday, um, we're going to try to uh, do a little show. So yeah, we have we haven't decided if it's going to be live. This might be something that we record. We might do yeah. short, some short episodes like each day live, and then have some stuff recorded that where we put put together a sort of uh, catfish weekly show, a long you know long nice little show that we put together that's pre-recorded. Um, during the the entire event and everything, and try to get a lot of the a lot of the guys that were fishing in monsters, uh, you know, people who who did well and stuff, get some interviews with them. But 
Another, yeah, we definitely. Go ahead. Another thing too, you guys is going to be down there. There's going to be a lot of people down there. Don't shy away. You know, we'd love to have all of you come up and say howdy. You don't have to stay there very long. And, but, you know, just, just let us know if you like the show or if you like fishing down there. And I know you're going to love being around Aaron. He's a great guy. He's on a really good tournament. But the more people that we can put on there, uh, it'll let us know that if it's something that you want us to do. And, and the idea behind that was that we can put this out there for the people that can't make that tournament, that they can still get an idea of what either what they're missing or, or or what's going on down there because I know I kept getting messages last year of people, what's going on? Who's catching fish or is there any bait? You know, all kinds of stuff and we'll try to address some of that stuff during these shows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There is going to be a lot of people that don't hesitate to come up to us. So, um, you know, stop by and talk to us. We're going to try to get Aaron on uh, in the next couple of weeks if we can get, you know, get him available so he can explain the... Uh, the the new um, the new rules for the, uh, the you know the fish limits and everything since the new regulations have are going to affect uh, we don't know exactly message today we don't know what exactly the changes are going to be and everybody's a little bit confused on how the uh, you know what the slot limits and and such are going to be so we, we want to hear it straight from him and so we want to try to get him on in the next few weeks so we can get everything straight before we go. Yeah. Yeah, I sent him a message today. I haven't heard back from him yet, but I you know, being a tournament director, I know how busy that can be and, and I'm sure as soon as he gets a chance he'll send me a message back. I can say this, the the Rising Sun tournament that was just held has the same uh rules in effect that um he basically copied the rules from the Rising Sun, so it's uh exactly the same as what Rising Sun just did and in that pool that that new regulation that new rule I don't think played any part I don't think anybody had to put any fish back in the water because they had more than the 35 inch uh, double that they were allowed so um, you know depending on the pool and there and there the big fish of the Rising Sun I will say this was a 37 pound flathead hmm. so. that's the only thing that that I'm uh, a little confused with is is the the message that I read about that was one blue over whatever the length limit is thirty five inches per per person flathead I don't understand that part of it but you know we'll, we'll get Aaron on here he'll get us lined out and 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 we'll get straight and that way everybody will know it, it really fellas it doesn't make any difference it's going to be the same for everybody yep right. You know, and then that's one of the things that, that, that people don't understand. They go to these tournaments and they're complaining because, oh, you ought to have all the tournaments here because there's bigger fish, or you ought to have them all here because there's there's more blues or more flatheads or more channel cats. You know what? If you put a tournament up and everybody's catching fish and everybody's having a good time, the rules are the same for everybody. So just go out and do the best you can. Have, have fun. Right, but I mean, if if you can have you know one flathead over and one blue over, whatever, you know, people are gonna need to plan on what baits they're gonna need, so you know, to try to target you know what they're wanting. So you know, my yep. big thing is making sure I, I'm bringing the right baits for what I need to target and you know what the slots are on them. So now you're bringing live bait for Chris and I, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring as, as many four pound carp as you need, live carp. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, no, hey, you, you can only hey, use those them. on Wheeler. 
Hey, bring them. You know what? I caught I caught one of the biggest fish I've ever caught on the uh, river on a carped, about a four pound carped, probably. Uh, oh yeah, I mean you can use them. You can use them whole and live on the Tennessee River, but you know I'm I'm not sure if the Ohio, you know, is going is is back ready for uh, that type of bait. Yeah. <laughs> that now that stretch it might be you never know, but it's. I've been seeing some good fish caught down there. I have too. You know, there've been some really good fish. A lot better fish been caught down there, and pictures posted uh, this summer than I've seen come out of that area in a long, long time. Yeah, because I'm, I'm gonna be fishing wherever you're fishing, Lyle. Because I'm launching right behind you, and I'm just gonna tie a rope to your boat, so <laughs> I'll be right behind you all day. <laughs> you you might be disappointed. Is hey, you know I'm going to be working it pretty hard. We're going down early and we're going to fish a couple of days. And and uh, my heart set on Janet wearing that Cardinals hat. So uh, I'm going to be putting some fish in the boat. Yeah, but just uh, just don't hit us in the head with a with a uh, don't hit us in the head with a sinker <laughs> when you're slinging them out the back. Don't worry about that. All right, everybody. So we're gonna we're gonna close this show out. Um, we didn't have any any questions that came in that were about the show or anything. Um, just so you know, uh, advertising spot still available on the website. I've told you a million times how much it is. Plus, it's right there for you to see. Um, if you want one of them spots, get a hold of me. Let me know. We'll get you set up. If you don't have an uh, an advertising image or something, we'll get one set up for you. Um, Besides that, also the the uh, um, super fan package on the forum. I've told you about that, but you can go to catfishweekly.com forward slash forum, or just go to the catfishweekly.com and hit the little link that says forum. It's in yellow up in the link section. Um, go to that and then go to the news section. I believe it shows uh, what you need to do to get set up with the uh, Catfish Weekly super fan package. It tells you what all you get. Has a ton of pack or perks for joining. Uh, discount on black horse rods, uh, extra entries into all of our giveaways, uh, discount on whisker wear apparel, uh, lots of different little things, so it's definitely worth it. It's only $10. Uh, get signed up, sign up your your spouse, sign up your kids, uh, get yourself set up for some extra chances on some drawings and stuff. So, um, One last update. Uh, I do know that we talked a few times about... Uh, Brooke, Jason, Jason Malone's daughter that was in the hospital and got back out and was doing good. I just want to let everybody know she's continuing to make uh, leap and bound uh, progress. She's she's back at home. She's walking and and doing the rehabil rehabilitation thing, and she's uh, making everybody proud at at her house on how fast she's doing it and how determined she is. And so we continue to uh, hope the best for her and and get her back to the road to normalcy I guess so that's great uh, yep it is very good so uh, thank you again everybody for watching and until next time stay out of my spot <laughs> <laughs>